Hello and welcome to this week's show. It's 1984 and one of the biggest films at the box office that year was Beverly Hills Cop, starring Eddie Murphy in the role that he was made for. What were you doing in California anyway? I was working. Working where? Beverly Hills. Oh. <laughs> Hands up! Hey, Mikey. Well, you don't mind if I ask around a little bit, do you? Don't do a damn thing. Stay out of this. You know, this is the cleanest and nicest police car I've ever been in in my life. This thing's nice in my apartment. And if I just got off the phone with Inspector Todd in Detroit. He says if you're out here investigating the Tandino murder... How you doing? You needn't bother coming back. You haven't the slightest idea who you're dealing with. Look, all three of us are cops. We should be working together. Cover me. Police! You're all under arrest! You do that again, I'll shoot you myself. Now, first time since a drink, a wine, a cocktail, a, a espresso. No, I'm fine, thank you. I'll make it to myself right back there with a little lemon twist. It's good. Try it. But interestingly, it was originally going to star Sylvester Stallone, and it wasn't going to be a comedy. Now, would it have worked without Eddie Murphy as Axel Foley? The story that Stallone had come up with, and a number of the characters, later on became Cobra, and was much better suited to his particular on-screen persona. Let's get the fuck out of here! first action set piece happens at the very beginning and is a truck chase through the streets of Detroit. Many of Detroit's own law enforcement officers were used during the chase to block traffic from the back and keep the production crew and members of the public safe. Up front, a few police cars were used as blocker and they would be driven by stuntmen with real police backup. The truck is driven by stuntman Gary McClarty, and in the back, doubling Eddie Murphy, is stuntman Alan Olney. Eddie is in there for some of the shots, but they were filmed back in Los Angeles, but Alan does all the tricky stuff. In fact, one shot will see him holding onto some chain link at the back of the trailer, and as the truck turns to the right at speed, he's whipped out from the trailer, bounces off the outside, and lands back inside again. This wasn't something that could be rehearsed, it just happened in the moment. Another moment in this chase is the truck and trailer crashing into a pickup truck which happens to be crossing a junction. The pickup truck is driven by stuntman Eddie Dono and is thrown across the road by the force of the 50 mile an hour oncoming truck. Now this gag won a Best Vehicular Stunt Award the following year at the Stuntman's Award in Hollywood. McClarty is also in two places at once in this chase as he drives the bus that performs the 180 in the street too. Martin Brest, the director, will now talk us through the next stage of the chase and explain how important Gary was to the production. Uh, 
this was a very nerve-wracking, uh, you know, some of the stuff is obviously uh, stunt guys, but uh, a lot of it is Eddie. I mean, the stuff that, uh, you know, you, you, that's Eddie. And here's this, <laughs> this is kind of hairy to shoot. We shot all the shots of Eddie in downtown Los Angeles, kind of just running through red lights with a police car in front of us clearing the way, and I was in the camera car behind Eddie warning him on uh, my megaphone to be alerted for turns that were coming up so he could hold on tighter in that truck again. We called this truck the train for obvious reasons. It was a, uh, you know, a double trailer truck and the front bumper, that's a stuntman of course, the front bumper of uh, the truck was a steel I-beam so it could go through anything without impairing the truck's ability to drive. Now coming up on this, uh, there's this scene where the truck comes rolling down the street and uh, there's an amazing bit of great stuntsmanship. Gary McClarty, our stunt driver who drove this bus, incidentally, um, also was driving the truck and one of the cars that he hit was not supposed to but did break loose from its uh, tied down. This car here, this station wagon, almost wrapped under the car. He whips it out of the way, makes sure he gets gets it out from under the car and continues on. It was a pretty amazing piece of driving. When I woke up the morning we were going to shoot that straight, um, I woke up with a heavy heart because it was uh, uh, probably the most dangerous day I've ever been involved in. And uh, I was really concerned about getting through the day with everybody being okay. And we did. Stuntman Alan Olney graduated from Jordan High School in Los Angeles, California in 1964. Alan had a background in gymnastics prior to embarking on a career as a stuntman in the late 60s after a UCLA gymnastics coach recommended him to stuntman Ronnie Rondell Jr. His first work as a stuntman was on the set of the TV series The Mod Squad in 1968. Alan was an excellent double for Eddie, and they worked together a lot after Beverly Hills Cop. In fact, he was written into Eddie's contract just like the Hollywood contracts of old. He doubled him on The Golden Child, Beverly Hills Cop 2 and 3, Harlem Knights, The Distinguished Gentleman, Vampire in Brooklyn, Holy Man, and Bowfinger. So, as you can imagine, after working with someone for so long, you start to inhabit them after a while. This is very obviously the case with Olin and Murphy. When Axel is thrown out of the Maitland Gallery through the window, it's all Alan Olney. Often you see stunt performers dive through a window and roll clear of the shards of glass, if it's a real window, or the fine resin fragments as its a prop window. But here, because Alan is swung by his arms and legs out through the window, his landing is very hard indeed. He's almost planted to the spot when he hits the ground. One hell of an exit.
Jesus Christ. These guys are serious. I hate machine guns. Cover me. big finale is the shootout at Victor Maitland's home. Axel, Taggart and Rosewood arrive to take down the bad guys and save Jenny Summers. Once again, Alan Olin is on top form. A point in fact is when the three heroes are fired upon by stuntman Mick Rogers, who's found himself a nice little vantage point at the top of a staircase on the terrace. A burst of gunfire causes all three to run for cover and they leap over a wall just over waist high. Alan's gymnastic background sees him take off early and use the wall to shoulder roll down to the other side. Stuntman Danny Costa doubles Judge Reinhold and Danny Rogers doubles John Ashton. Axel then gets cover as he goes around the back to get a better shot at the gunman. Alan again does the tricky part of this fall. Eddie does the initial leap and Alan does the landing and roll into camera before dispatching Mick Rogers. Stairfalls are never easy, but you must approach them with confidence. Once Mick has been hit, his reaction leads into the first part of the fall. Keeps his head tucked so he doesn't injure his neck on the way down, also remembering to get rid of his weapon early, otherwise he might land on that too. Finally, Victor Maitland is shot by Axel and Lieutenant Bogomil we see him roll down a flight of stone steps to the bottom. Quite a lot of fake blood meant that the costume was pretty damp and this transferred onto the steps, causing stuntman Kenny Endosa to get to the bottom pretty quickly. There you go. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel. If you get a chance to leave a five-star review, that would be hugely beneficial. Until next week. Bye for now.